No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. Just once, just once can they play a normal game? Like a routine victory or just something that's sort of status quo that doesn't have to be edge of your seat, that doesn't have to result in, you know, dramatic comebacks or, you know, giving up leads. Just once can it just be a normal hockey game? Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba, for all those joining us live this evening on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms. We say good evening, universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show. Nice to see everybody again with Dave Manuk with Ezra Ginsberg. I'm your host, Rumendell, here to discuss a much-needed Winnipeg Jets victory, 5-4 over the Florida Panthers, a game that the Jets led 4-2 to start the third period, and it takes until overtime to get the victory. But as we talked about on this morning's show, the Jets needed to find a way to get a win. There's a lot not to like about this. There's a lot not to bottle about this. There's a lot to say that this isn't sustainable going forward, namely giving up 48 shots against the team that played on the second half of a back-to-back, giving up a two-goal lead not once but twice. But the Winnipeg Jets nonetheless come away with a huge 5-4 victory to move six points clear of the Calgary Flames for the final playoff spot in the Western Conference. Gentlemen, good to see you both on this Saturday night. I hope uh, you entertained, you enjoyed that hockey game. Are you not entertained, Drew? Yes, very much so. Very gladiator-like. Uh, the coaches, again, won't be entertained. It's very similar to what we said last Saturday after the Jets and the Oilers. The coaches will get, get heartburn from that, but the fans certainly got their money's worth uh, in a in a back-and-forth battle between the Jets and the Panthers, Ezzy. Yeah, Rick Bonus just uh, ate a bottle of Tums after the game. <laughs> but yeah, no, look, at, I mean, it was chaotic at times, right? And, you know, you don't like the fact that you gave up the two-goal lead in the third period, right? But, yeah. you know, we talked about it, like the Jets needed the power play to get going, and, and that's exactly what happened, right? Like we, we talked about it. The Panthers take a lot of penalties, yeah. and, you know, that really set the tone for the rest of the game, but the Jets couldn't shut it down in the third period. Like I was, we were sitting here watching the third period and I was telling Dave, like it, it was like the neutral zone was just, you know, uh, it was just a free space. Like anybody could carry the puck through the neutral zone into the offensive zone. Like it was incredible. Um, so yeah, I mean, Matthew Kachuk, you know, he was, you know, he really, the Jets didn't have an answer for him tonight. And, you know, it's huge considering that Josh Morrissey left the game and, and that's something that we're obviously, you know, going to be following. Like we'll have all the updates on illegalcurve.com, but Hopefully, guys, like, forget about tomorrow. Like, I just hope that Morrissey isn't out for any significant amount of time because, I mean, we're speculating at this point. Like, he could play tomorrow. I have no idea. Right. But, you know, aside from Hellebuck, he's your MVP, right? So uh, we don't like to see that. But considering, Dave, that Morrissey was out of the lineup, you know, that's a huge extra point. And, you know, Neil Pionk had a, an amazing chance right before Shifley scored the OT winner and missed the net. So, you know, good for Shifley who avoided the the five-minute major when we'll get into it, but that should not have been anything. And the, so the it refs, wasn't. in that case, the refs overturned it, and it yeah. wasn't. So that was the right call. But considering that Morrissey was out and they squandered the lead, I mean, that is just a massive 
point to pick up and hopefully you know they can continue this Dave and and pick up some more points in Tampa tomorrow yeah it was it was critically important for Winnipeg to we said I mean you squandered a 3-1 lead and a 4-2 lead so you actually had to leave Florida with two you needed two points tonight it was it was you know the Edmonton Oilers lost in Toronto I mean I know we're scoreboard watching but the fact is that you've now given yourself a little bit of breathing room with the Flames losing last night in Anaheim and you've now played the same amount of games as Calgary. So it for me, that the Jets game was not a sustainable game. Yeah. It relied on Connor Hellebuck. Oh, where have we heard this before? Relied too much on Connor Hellebuck. Um, questionable defensive plays throughout the course of the game. You're up 3-1 and you're pinching shorthanded. Like it just doesn't make, or you're you're pressing, I should say, shorthanded. Uh, I don't like that decision by, uh, we'll decide, discuss that later mm-hmm. in the show. Um, so the Jets weren't great. I mean, Florida played last night, right? And I know Florida played Chicago last night, but Florida still played last night and you've right. got to take advantage and look, the shots were two to one in favor primary throughout the course of this game. I don't know how they finished up drew, but the, for a long time, Florida was out shoot, heavily out shooting well, the Jets. Well, 48, 27 is how it finished up. Uh, okay. so, I mean, so not quite, not but, two to one, but close enough that it's uh, significantly one side. Well, and I and I tweeted from the IC account that we had jokingly said that hey, you know, I think as you might have said it, if if Connor Hellebuck doesn't face a lot of shots today in Florida, mm-hmm. perhaps when they travel up to Tampa, there's a chance that he plays tomorrow night. Well, I think he's they, not playing they, tomorrow. No, no, no. They, there was like eight minutes to go in the second period, and they had already given up thirty something shots. So yeah. you're like, well, that's done. But the fact of the matter is that uh, the Jets came away with two points. It wasn't pretty. Uh, but they needed it. It was a critical win. And and again, one I it's one of those things like one point would have been fine, but it just wouldn't have been good enough. Well, one point would have felt hollow. Anytime that you only get one point when you have a 2-0 lead and you have a 3-1 lead and you have a 4-2 lead is going to feel hollow. That would uh, Look, that would not have made this, this team feel good about themselves. I don't know that they necessarily feel great about themselves after the win. I mean, you wanted a, I mean, I think for this team to really start to feel a good vibe, you need a complete effort. You also, you also need consecutive wins, right? Of course, consecutive wins. We've talked about it. I I agree with uh, Illegal Curbs official architect, Brent Bellamy. Obviously he's not our official architect, but good friend of the show and he's an architect. I think at this point, even though they played terribly at points, you take the win, and yeah, you squandered the lead, sure. and you were hanging on there, boys, late in the third period. Look, Sam Reinhardt you, you just take the two points, and you go to Tampa now. I, I don't know how the the, the how Sam Reinhardt missed an overtime. I mean that that was okay. Game's over. I mean, and then somehow the the puck like magically there was a force field in front of the net that steered the puck magically right wide because that was a wide as you know a pretty wide open net. And somehow he missed it, and the Jets are fortunate that he missed it because obviously, uh, had he had he scored, they wouldn't have had the opportunity to end up getting the game-winning goal. But you know, I, there's so much about this that just isn't sustainable. This is—I thought that they were going to come out and play, uh, uh, you know, in a different manner, in a more complete manner, particularly after they had played on, uh, you know, how they had played more complete games on Monday and Wednesday. Right. Now, I know that they didn't get the results they wanted on Monday and Wednesday, and they got the result they wanted tonight, and you don't care that it's a three-point game um, because you're not battling Florida for a playoff spot or anything like that. So in that sense, it's not a big deal. But again, there's just they're so Jekyll and Hyde, and they certainly have been far more uh, Jekyll lately than they are, I guess, or hang on, which one's the bad guy? Dr. Jekyll, is he the bad guy, and Mr. Hyde's the good guy? 
I think that's. I think well, it really that's depends. Right. I mean, it, you know, one's a little more hideous than the other. Well, okay, fair enough. But uh, which one's the more hideous one then? How about that? Dr. Jekyll, right? Well, technically, I would think it would be Mr. Hyde. Oh, Unless sure. Dr. Jekyll. No, 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 yeah, because Dr. Jekyll becomes Mr. Hyde. Well, somebody smarter than us can tell us in the chat. How about I've that? never someone, seen someone, Jekyll and Hyde. Someone, so someone a little more into uh, literature. Yeah, somebody smarter. Than, Hyde was the bad guy. Thank you, Spency. I knew Spency would be able to. You were just asking whether he was bad or good. To Spency, by the way. You were talking about whether he was ugly. Well, you know, I meant bad in the sense of which one do you want to be? Do you want to be Doctor Jekyll or do you want to be Mister Hyde in, in your? Do you want to be a doctor, Drew? I'm not a doctor. I'll take a look, as as we all know. There you go. They've got some real that. scholars on this show. Wow. <laughs> the chat is much smarter than the, the than the three of us. Apparently, we all failed, uh, in, you know, high school at some point in time or another, which is hard to believe. On a tomorrow night's post game show, we're going to talk about crime and punishment. <laughs> My point is that there's just again, it's not like this team is much further ahead. They're further ahead of the Calgary Flames than they were when the game started, but they certainly don't look like they're going to be, that they're back to being a better team than they, that they were in the earlier part of the year. Yeah, well, look at, okay, so you, last game, the process was good, right? The shots, everything like that, like they deserve to win. Right. I think the expected goals were four for the Jets. I'm not mistaken or just under right so I mean you you liked how you played right and I think that's what you're talking about here you got the two points but it's how you got the two points was not beautiful it was not pretty but really does that matter at this point when you're scratching and clawing for everything that you can get yeah it does matter because you still have 16 games left and you know we talked about this on the Saturday show we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks you know, right now the Jets look like a team who is just happy to to just get into the playoffs, right? Like they don't look like a team that I think you're afraid to face in the first round. Now, can that change? Yeah, there's a month left in the season here, but like it goes back to what I said before. Hang on. Go ahead, Update Drew. from Rick Bonus, Josh Morrissey, and Adam Lowry are quote very doubtful for Sunday's game versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, if the Jets performed well when they faced adversity earlier in the year with a shorthanded lineup, they're certainly going to be uh, put to the test tomorrow night in Tampa Bay. Uh, minus Pierre-Luc Dubois, minus Josh Morrissey, minus Adam Lowry, and you would presume with David Riddick in goal, but obviously we'll see more about that. That's not yet confirmed. Uh, so this uh, Winnipeg Jets team is, is uh, banged up uh, entering their back-to-back tomorrow well, night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, I mean, Dylan Sandberg goes in. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's oh, an obvious one. Yes. Um, over Kyle Capabianco. And then, yes. um, I guess, Axel Janssen-Fialbi goes in. Is he up with the Jets? I forget if he's up yeah, with the is. Jets. Sam Gagne, yeah. also yeah. an option. I mean, uh, I don't know. There's no great options there for, uh, you know, in, in terms of playing that role. And, and Drew, worth noting, as Phyllis is just pointing out, that Steven Stamkos left the game in Tampa yes. against the Blackhawks. So he left also... I don't know his status for tomorrow. I think I saw John Cooper say that he thinks that Stamkos will be okay, okay which tells me that he's – I don't know that he's necessarily going to be okay for tomorrow. He's okay on a long-term basis, but sure. Stamkos' status, yes, uh, is also uh, questionable for tomorrow's game. Well, uh, so then both- you're, you're almost getting into, like, emergency recall at, at this point, right? Like – well, the Jets probably, I mean, the you know, uh, you know, uh, well, just think about their roster. So they're going to have to replace at least, never mind anybody else that might be banged up uh, that we don't know about. That wasn't as obvious as, as Morrissey and Lowry or anything else like that. 
but you know that they're going to be without Lowry. So you're really down. I mean, you're down two of your four centers. You know, Nemesnikov obviously had a tremendous game today, but he's not traditionally a center. He can play it, but he hasn't been playing. Center he was drafted as a center, though. I, I think no, that's well, been. He, has, little... he wasn't playing center. Th- no, this no, no, no. But he has. No, but bonus, bonus did. But bonus did say he's capable of playing all three. Yes, yes, yes. I yeah. know, but I mean that isn't where he's been deployed. Uh, no, 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 no. Recently. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it's not like he has never played center. Right before he's but played. Do the Jets have another. I mean, I guess you could move Gustafson back up the middle. You know, who the, Jet, the Jets play best when they're injured, so this is probably a good thing for Winnipeg. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they they certainly are injured, so there's no question about that. Uh, they got uh, they've they've got the injury bug; it's biting them again right now. We'll see tomorrow how you know the impact of that of that biting uh, on uh, the, their game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But again, my point about all this and this preamble before we get into the goal by goal is that long preamble. I know that's what we do here: we ramble and then preamble. Uh, nothing about this way of playing is sustainable. You can't play like this against good opponents by and large as, as someone as someone tweeted at me uh you know a little while ago and i was looking at you know i made a comment about how the panthers played last night and the jets were being out shot heavily they said carolina might end up with 70 shots on net well yeah i mean you're not far off the way the the hurricanes are a, a puck possession dynamo and we know the panthers are a great offensive team and the point is they look i mean you know paul maurice this looks like a paul maurice hockey team offensive chaos. offense, run and gun chaos no defense you know everything about it just just reeks you know Paul of a Paul Maurice team, but if the Jets try and do this against the Tampa Bay Lightning, or they try and do this against the Carolina Hurricanes, to your point, they try and do this against the Boston Bruins next week, uh, next Thursday. It's just not, it's not, it's not going to be a recipe no, for success. It's, it's no, you're 100 right, Drew. It's not sustainable. It, yeah. It's fun to watch. Don't get oh, me yeah. wrong. Like we all love Jets fans. Love. I mean, there was a comment we had up earlier, like about anxiety like it's true right like you thought after the second period okay the Jets are going to shut this down but really the Jets don't have that ability like they 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 are not a team that has the ability and you you would say like one period you can't shut one period down but yeah this back and forth like transition hockey is fun and and seeing two-on-ones and breakaways like it's fun Mm -hmm. seeing a lot of power play goals is fun but again you know, you're trying to lock down a playoff spot here or or maybe, you know, get into the second or third in the central conversation. I mean, the Jets are not far back at all. Uh, first is is out of reach. But the point is that, you know, this might work for a game or two. But like you said, especially when you're playing Carolina, one of the best teams in the East, or you're playing Boston, we'll see. Um, but, you know, as far as this game goes, I agree 100% with uh, Brent Bellamy. Like, you, ha- you have to just take these two points and it wasn't pretty considering that you lost nine of your previous 11 games. You know, we'll, t- we'll talk about the sustainability uh, tomorrow night, Drew, after the Jets play the Lightning, and we'll see if, you know, they, they're able to to play a little bit more of a smarter defensive game. But, boy, is that going to be tough with two of your best defensive players in Morrissey and Lowry. Yeah, no question about it. Let's get into it. The Betway game recap is brought to you by Betway, one of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world. Betway is the sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront with a large selection of betting options in sports, as well as strong promotions and fair odds. What are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. Jets are getting badly outshot to start the game, but no, we talked about the importance of the power play on 
on this morning's Illegal Curve Hockey Show. It strikes quickly for the Jets. 6.43 into the game with Brandon Montour in the box for cross-checking a little more than a minute into the power play. It's a beautiful, uh, beautiful power play goal. Great passing, great puck movement, great zone entry. It ends up with Mark Scheifele getting his 37th of the season, assist to Blake Wheeler and Kyle Connor. This is what you want to see uh, from the Winnipeg Jets perspective, especially against a weak power play like that. Pardon me, weak penalty kill like that of the Florida Panthers. Absolutely. And, you know, Wheeler's been criticized quite a bit this year by me, by a lot of people. Uh, this is just a beautiful play. Like this is to me is vintage Wheeler, right? Like he, he could have easily shot the puck and, you know, everybody's kind of thinking that and the Panthers are in okay position and Shifley's coming right through the slot creeping. And we know that Shifley and Wheeler, like, it's like they have the sixth sense. Mm-hmm. Just a beautiful pass by Wheeler and a great shot by, by Shifley. Right. And it's like you said, Drew, this was exactly how we wrote it up in that the Jets needed to have success on the power play in order to have a chance to win tonight or win tonight. And so they get the early power play goal and just a, a beautiful, beautiful pass by Wheeler because I think, uh, you know, he, he, like I said, he had an opportunity to shoot this puck and he just puts it exactly where it needs to go right on Shifley's stick and he makes no mistake about it. Yeah, gives the Jets the early one nothing lead. The Jets make it two nothing. Dave about uh, nine minutes later, a little less than that. Nikolai Ehlers gets his sixth. I mean, you know what we talked about this morning. The Jets' best players needed to step up. They needed to drive the offense in in tonight's game. Ehlers getting his sixth of the season. Assist to Ryder and the Mesnikov uh, at the fifteen oh three mark. And again, a good net drive, a good zone entry. You know, probably not a great goal. This isn't a, a highlight real one. It's it's a nice play, but probably Bobrovsky wants this one back in my estimation. But nonetheless, it's 2 nothing for the Jets at this point in time. Well, and the Jets have two goals on like six shots or eight shots or something yeah. like that at this point. So, I mean, it's it's you want to talk about recipe for success. You need to get more shots. You need to get more shots on Bobrovsky. He played last night. As as he pointed out today, he's played since January with Spencer Knight in the um, uh, program right now for the, the NHL. Yeah. So Alex Lyon is his back, you know, and so Alex Lyon's his backup who hasn't played a game since January. So it's been all Bobrovsky. And so, you know, Bobrovsky isn't exactly a young guy. Here's an opportunity to take advantage of him. And so, you, you know, again, the Jets, it was incumbent on the Winnipeg Jets to fire pucks on net, be in front of the net. A lot of things we talked about. And so, yeah, it, it was a nice shot by Nikolai Ehlers. And you could see that, you know, it gave him a lot of energy, got him a lot of excitement. Yeah, I would suspect that Bobrovsky wants that one back because he saw it. It wasn't tipped by anything. So beautiful. It was funny because I you see the play happening. And you're thinking to yourself, there's a little bit of there's a little daylight there for Ehlers to shoot at, but there's not much. Sure enough, he can find it. But uh if you're Bobrovsky, you want that back because you know, I mean he's beat he's beat fairly clean by Nikolai Ehlers. Yeah, uh, he has. Uh, and the Jets have a 2 nothing lead uh, at this point, about uh, three-quarters of the way through the first period. What you know about Florida, of course, is they give up a lot, but they can also score a lot. And the power play has got a lot of talented players on it. Matthew Kachuk, always a handful. was a handful in Calgary, as we all remember. A handful in Florida as well. He gets his 29th of the season on the power play. This is with Kyle Connor in the box for slashing. Uh, Connor, pardon me, it's Kachuk. Didn't say it right, Drew. Kyle the goon Connor. The goon Connor. Pardon me. I'll uh I'll we'll have to edit that afterwards to so, make sure that my mistake. Before before uh, we get into the goal here, so so Connor was originally called on a major there. 
Like I, I was with my kids and yeah, I had the sound down, he slashed, so I wasn't he, sure what was going on there. He slashed the back of Ek. He was pissed Ekblad had hit him, so he sl- gave Ekblad a pretty good uh, slash at the back of the line. And they called it a major? Well, because everything is a major, Ezzy. Everything is a major, and then they're going to be like, you know what? We'll call it a major, then we'll review it, and then we'll mo- I didn't understand pull it down what was going line. on, because first off, how often do you see slashing majors? Like, uh, you do not see slashing majors Ezzy. in in hockey a lot. And no, unless like, unless, unless the guy's there. like skating after him, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just like okay, so that someone clarified that on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I was confused there. But look at, I mean, you mentioned if we're just going to get into the goal here, Drew. Like you mentioned, uh, Matthew Kachuk. Like this is exactly what you want any Jet to be doing, right? Like the Jet, nobody has like not many players uh, can do what Matthew Kachuk can do, but. He's just parked in, right in front of the net, mm-hmm. right? And then Lowry comes in late. He whacks at it and just, you know, gets his own rebound. Yeah. That's what he – both goals were just a function of him having great body positioning and just being exactly where – like coaches, you know, have been saying this forever. Like, you know, go park yourself in front of the net. And he has great hands. Like, Kachuk isn't just a one-dimensional player, right? But, right. Uh, yeah, in this particular case, I mean, that's kind of power play 101, right? Like, get and a the- shot in, get get a shot through, get a rebound. That's what Kachuk did on that goal. And the perils of what happens when a, when defensemen, like they all do nowadays, when the defensemen front guys on the power play as opposed to play behind them. You know, when the puck mm-hmm. gets through there, they're the only, you know, if it gets through past the defenseman, the defenseman's not able to block it, and there's a rebound, well, there's nobody there between the 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 uh, op, uh, the opposing player well, and the goaltender. Yeah, and, and I was telling Dave, like we were talking about, like, you know, who like Dylan, I think, is the best guy right now to cover Kachuk. And, and that's what I don't like about Dylan. Like, Dylan Sandberg is an excellent penalty killer. We're not going to get into that because I think, you know, it's a moot point because Sandberg is going to go in the lineup tomorrow night. Right. Uh, so I thought Dylan was was playing, had a good game. But you're right, Drew. In that particular case, like, Dylan just, he's in front of him. Mm-hmm. And then the shot comes in and and, and he's kind of like, he just, you know, it, was, it wasn't the best one-on-one, I guess, battle for Brendan Dillon there. That's right. I but again, Matthew Kachuk's one of the best in the league at that. So, well, that's what he's exactly. That's why that's where he makes his living. He makes his exactly. living getting under player's skin and then getting goals within the six inches of, of, of the goaltender, the goaltender's goal. Crease. While chopping it, while, while murdering his uh, mouth guard. I mean, Dr. Yeah. Les Reichs might give him a call with, uh, with the way him he him and Shifley should have a mouth guard chewing competition. I hope, yeah. You, I hope those don't have any, you know, uh, what, what was in the water bottles that they changed all those years oh, ago? Uh, uh, Lead? BP? No, it was BP. BP BMP? No. No, uh, no, it was like BP. There was some sort of chemical MSG. in the yeah. MSG. Yeah, no, was, the, the MSG of water bottles, let's say. Yeah, yeah there's, uh, I forget exactly what the the acronym Yeah, was. it was BP, like, I don't remember, something. Someone in the chat will remember. Jekyll and Hyde. BPH, exactly. maybe? BPH. BPH sounds right. Yeah, I think it's BPH. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ah, Frosty Winnipeg, BPH. BPH. There, there you go. go. Thank you, everybody. Uh, oh, no, actually, hold on. A lot of people BPA. say Frosty. Everybody else is saying BPA. So ah, Frosty, know. you're out. BPA is the winner. Yeah, okay. So much for my memory. What does BPA mean? It was uh, it's a chemical. It was some, it was some, some chemical. Sort. It's like, it was in it's all like, the water bottles. It was in plastic uh, containers yeah. and water bottles and things like Remember that. Remember when there was yoga mats and Subway sandwiches? That was fun. <laughs> I don't think I've eaten the subway. The bread then. wasn't there bread and yoga? Yeah, yeah. Bread the, the, the same, no, it was the same. Yeah. I was, it was I the same really, byproduct. Yeah, the it wasn't actually considered food because it didn't have any like nutritional value. There we go. I think it was, we should know. Joe Joe from Winnipeg has it. By, by I, I know that Joe was bisphenol, a chemist. Bisphenol, bisphenol, A, bisphenol. Look at this. Look at all the things you learn on this show. Yeah, Very see? little about hockey, but a lot about TNT. It's trinitrotoluene. Dynamite. Jets make it three one. 
And I think everybody at home that was watching this is saying, give up the puck. Give up the puck. You're going to get a five on three. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? That's a fair point. But, I think a uh, lot of people are saying that. Uh, they don't give up the puck. Uh, and it turns out with a delayed penalty. So the Jets have the power play. And then they get a delayed penalty call. They don't give up the puck. And instead, it's uh, Nemestikov, his seventh of the season, uh, second point of the game, assist to Ehlers and Kyle Connor. Just a really nice pass by Nikolai Ehlers. And Nemestikov is really parked right in front of Sergei concept. Yeah, and just uh, is able to immediately uh, shoot it into the net after the great pass by Ehlers. And the Jets have a 3-1 lead. Two of the Jets' three goals coming on the power play, uh, 3-1 at the end of 20 minutes, Ezzy. It's funny that you mentioned the, uh, you know, give them the puck back thing, because as I was watching that, uh, I I was thinking, like, especially considering it's at the end of the period, right? Like, like, you usually want to do that whenever to get the five on three, but especially at the end of the period. But that was textbook, like, how to do it, because you still get the two-minute power play after, right? So... Um, I just love what Kyle, the work Kyle Connor was doing here, like just moving the puck, him and Nikolai Ehlers. Clearly the Panthers are, you know, scrambling a little bit. Um, but yeah, just love Connor's work here. And yeah, mm-hmm. just gets, you know, gets the puck in front to Nemestikov. And, you know, what a night for him. Like clearly his best night as a Jet, but he's been great. You know, what is this, his third game, fourth game, I forget. Um, but not an easy task, right, to replace Pierre-Luc Dubois up the middle. Oh. And he responds with a three-point game, right? I forget if he had four points, three points at least. Three. Um, so yeah, that was that was huge for the Jets because as I said, they still got the two-minute power play after that. So that that was a killer for the Panthers, right? Like well, the Panthers had a little bit of a <laughs> well, no, but it was it was a bit of that's funny. You're you're right. Uh, you know, going there's a big difference between you know going down into the first intermission down a goal and two goals, right? Sure. Uh, especially on the second game of the back-to-back. So uh that was a big goal for the Jets at the time. Certainly was a big goal for the Jets at the time, and the Jets, you know, they look, they play a solid twenty minutes of play. They, you know, they, you know, they get outshot badly, nineteen to nine, and they have to rely heavily on Connor Hellebuck. But you know, that's their mo, and getting a three-one lead is a good feeling, a good way to to be after twenty minutes of the road trip. Panthers uh, make it 3-2 early in the second period. It's a power play goal. Special teams obviously played a key role in tonight's game. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, Jets are a little aggressive on the PK here. I'm being uh, charitable when I say a little. Uh, Sam Reinhart gets his 23rd of the season assist to Alex Barkov. Uh, and, and Matthew Kachuk. Kachuk up to 57 assists on the season. Again, he's sort of quietly having a tremendous year. Right now, the Florida Panthers look like the big winner in the uh, Kachuk for Huberto uh, and Uyghur yeah. trade. Uh, yeah, you know. I would agree with that. Well, hold on. Yeah. Remember, they were the President's Trophy winners last year. True now they're not. Now they're out of the playoffs. So, fair like both, but, in, but, fact, in fact, both teams are out of the playoffs. So, that's, that's a fair point, Dave. To, but I should pump the brakes on that. Yeah, I, I still subscribe to the, the team that gets the best play player wins the trade i would agree with uh, yeah look and huberto's having an awful year and Uyghur, well, hey if the jets uh, could if the jets could acquire mckenzie Uyghur, if wow. r- there were rumors that he was uh, available that, yeah, that would i would take on the right side second. yeah Uyghur every defenseman. team would have that would have made the, yeah. you know that's you know people didn't like the trade from florida's perspective and that they had to give up both Uyghur and huberto because yeah. Uyghur is is one of the almost guys. like huberto benefited a lot from playing with alex barkov imagine <laughs> that it's, it's, i mean maybe barkov's got some talent or something like that apparently he's pretty good yeah in any event uh the panthers make it 3-2 at the 409 mark uh i Look, there's a time to be aggressive and there's a time yeah. not to be aggressive, Dave. This is not the time for the Jets to have been aggressive. Well, specifically Neil Pionk. You've got Logan Stanley and Neil Pionk uh, as the defensive pair there on killing the penalty. 
And, the, you know, there's an opportunity, and I understand that Neil Pionk recognized the opportunity. And look, I don't know. I, I'm watching Neil Pionk skating right now, and it just – something seems amiss. Maybe I'm wrong, but his no, skating is – his, his skating is hey, very – look at the chat. Look at the chat. We we cover every single Jets game. No, again, I know. Nobody's getting any pleasure in any of this. Like, I, I what did I say to you as we're watching this game? It's like – like, I, I like Neil Pionk as a person, as his game, but, like, he's not – he's, like, a shadow of, of, of what, what he was. was a couple of and years I, ago. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, Dave. No, no, I agree, as he And it just if you watch his skating, his skating was never fluid anyways, but it's just gotten choppy. It's short. His strides are short. He takes a long time to get back into the into position. And he's really doesn't really back. If, if you look, he usually a lot of times he's skating back. Like he's not skating. He's not back skating. He's he's skating forward and then kind of half turned. It's just, I don't know. He just, something is just up. And so he he's aggressive there. Mm-hmm. Unnecessarily with a three-one lead, I, I just don't see the need to be aggressive. And like, and I understand people say if you see an opportunity, take it. But then the problem is they don't hit the net. It goes back the other way, and then Logan Stanley is a three-on-one. I didn't like the way Logan Stanley played it. He was a little bit passive for my liking. I understand it's hard to play a three-on-one, but mm-hmm. he's a little bit. He's caught, kind of caught. And with you have that kind of reach, you know, you got to really take the guy in in front. I thought the other, you know. It just, I didn't like the way the Jets played it. I didn't like the way Pionk was um, uh, that aggressive given how things are, you know, you need that win. You can't, like, I understand you can't go into a defensive shell and try and protect the 3-1 lead. I'm not advocating that. I'm not You're short-handed. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm saying it's yeah. one thing, again, I would never position, I would never advocate a position to be protecting a lead with when you're only up 3-1 in the second period. But I wouldn't be advocating that a defenseman is pinching, even if the opportunity presents itself, to to do that and and run the risk. That's my maybe a bit more risk averse position, but I just I just didn't like it. Yeah, and, like and one thing I wanted to mention, like the pinch for sure is probably you know ill advised. The thing though too is like Verhage passes the puck to Barkov and it like it's the puck is rolling and it gets over a right. stick and he's at a bad angle. So as you're watching that, you're thinking like, okay, they they they're not they gonna butchered like, it. Yeah, yeah, they butchered it and they still score right. So. Uh, yeah, that, that there was a there was a lot of things going wrong on that particular play, uh, but you know Florida's like look, look the, the Jets were desperate tonight, so were the Panthers. Even though they yeah. played last night, I mean they're chasing who are they chasing right now? The Penguins, I think, have the second Islanders. wild card spot right now. The Islanders, right? The 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 Senators are still in there, right? So yeah, that that was uh, a bit of an ugly one, but just thought I'd get that in there. That, you know, it was uh, it looked at the time that Barkov had overplayed the puck and it skipped over a stick and they weren't going to score and convert, but you know, Hellebuck, you know, d- didn't really have much of a chance at that point. Yeah. Jets battle back to make it 4-2, so they regain the two-goal lead. This is at uh, about 8 minutes and 50 seconds later. Nemesnikov again. It's his third point of the game. It's his second. Why are you giving me the finger there, Dave? I was confused. You can, I'm not. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just laughing. Oh, okay. I'm saying you can only you can only try and hold Vlad Nemesnikov <laughs> back for so long gotcha. before he breaks out and goes crazy and makes Kevin Shevelday look like a genius. I thought I thought I did something wrong there for a second while you're going like this. But in any event, uh, wagging the finger, not, uh, notwithstanding the finger wag that Dave was giving me, Nemesnikov gets his eighth, his third point of the game, his second goal of the game. Assist to Ehlers. What's that for Ehlers, if I'm not mistaken? Does that make Ehlers also gets a three-point night tonight? And Blake Wheeler gets the second assist on this one. And the Jets regain uh, the, the two-goal lead. It's now Face-off specialist Blake Jets. Wheeler, right? 
Yeah, as we all as we all expected. Hey, maybe that'll be you need, maybe Blake need, Wheeler will go center, up the middle again. If you need a center, Blake Wheeler didn't do too bad when he played center last year. Yeah. That was well, you know, he's played it over the last number of years, yeah. uh, given all the injuries uh, at various points in time. Uh, you know, Wheeler at center is, is certainly probably something that's being discussed. Oh, for uh, sure. The brain trust right now, yes. uh, given the Adam Lowry status as doubtful for tomorrow and Josh Morrissey's status as doubtful for tomorrow. But in, why in not keep case, Nemestikov up the middle on the second line and then Wheeler's your third line center? Yeah. Like, n- I'm not joking. Well, I mean, uh, you like, know, if it's only for a game or two, like we're not talking about the next 16 games. Right. But we know that, you know, Wheeler was that last year or two years ago that Wheeler played center? I forget. Might have been yeah. last year. No, no, both years. Both years. He did both. He did. I'm pretty. I'm pretty, pretty sure he did it both years. He did more consistently. Yeah. He, uh, didn't he play when 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 Shifley went down? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, gosh, yes. how many years ago would, would that? I, when, that I guess a couple of years ago, but he played it for a big chunk of time when they were without Shifley and maybe when they were out without Little as well. Yeah, I think they I think were down. Right. I yes. think they were down both of those centermen. Uh, so this would be going back what three, four years ago now. Yep. Um, probably, and he played well, it for. You know, a good 20 he played for a good games. chunk. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was and, and he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad at center. Now the question is, would he have the wheels, no pun intended, mm-hmm. to be able to play center? I don't know. That's that's a different question. And, but and on this goal, this is just you know, like we were joking because Wheeler doesn't take faceoffs usually, but it's a set play, right? Like Ehlers uh, you know, is on by the faceoff circle and puts the shot on net. Domestikov yeah. goes to the net and then he outweights Bobrovsky. So just a perfect set play, like. You would love to see this more from the Jets, to be honest with you, but that was mm-hmm. just all around there. Wheeler, Ehlers, Nemestikov, everything about that goal. Uh, that That's like, you know, the definition of all three players having chemistry there. Um, so you like to see that. And again, at the time, you know, it looked like that was probably going to be enough for the Jets. But as we know, the, the Panthers came back and tied it. But that was just uh, icing on the cake for Nemestikov, who, who just had a fantastic night. Yeah, 4 2. As he, as he, as he, as he, you got you to gotta disclaim it. Spoiler alert! If you're gonna if you're gonna let people know what happened in the third period, at least tell them spoiler alert. Come on, I, I'm confident they know Sorry. if they're if they're watching us on the post game show. Four two for uh, the Jets after 40 minutes. Uh, before we get into the third period, I was, we're gonna say good evening to everyone that's new to joining us this tonight. There is almost 400 of you joining us live. That's great to see. If nice. you haven't already done so, smash the like button. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate us. Review us leave us some feedback this is the illegal curve post game show we do this after each and every winnipeg jets game we're going to do it again tomorrow night leslie's right, right. that was more than yeah sorry about wheeler playing center it seemed like it was two years ago but uh, more like three time, or four that's what kids do they just blur the time for you there mr yeah. Well, also Lord. a pandemic drew doesn't doesn't uh, either. that too you're right <laughs> uh we'll do it another post game show tomorrow See? 8 45 or so uh after the Has jets he ruined it for rob thing Oh, there you go. As, uh, Rob, uh, as in, you have to do penance. Uh, you, you've you've disappointed Rob. Nothing happens in the third. Jets win four two. There you go. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Just never never look up this game, and, and you and you'll be and, and you won't know the difference. Uh, you know, similar to I believe it was the Kings game. I think the Jets had a four two lead after forty minutes against the Los Angeles Kings, or whatever the score exactly was, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, and the question was, would the Jets be able to shut it down? Would the Jets be able to prevent a high-scoring opposition? Uh, and the Panthers are a, more of a high-scoring opposition than the LA Kings. But would the Jets be able to prevent a, a, a an opposition from getting back into the game? 
And the answer was no. And it was er, no pretty early in the third period. It only took all of 33 seconds for the Panthers to make it a 4-3 game. Mark Stahl, his third of the year, assist to Eric Stahl and Sam and Reinhardt. Jordan Stahl. Yeah, exactly. Get a get a third and a fourth Stahl. Actually, no, sorry, Jared, Jared Stahl. Stahl. Jared Stahl, Stahl yeah, well. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark and Eric and Reinhardt team up for the goal. And it makes it 4-3 very early in the third period, which is obviously not what you want to see. And then on top of that, what you really don't want to see is you don't want to see Josh Morrissey play one shift in that third period. When he came out on the bench to start the period, people are like, okay, well, maybe he's okay after he left the second period with what looked like a just a non-contact injury grabbing at the hip. He plays the one shift and then he's gone for the game and he's doubtful for tomorrow. So you know that uh, Morrissey has got uh, an ailment of uh, you know unknown severity at this yeah. point in time. And, yeah, I was going to say Sean Reynolds, our good friend, uh, you know, put it out there that it was the hip, and then I believe they showed it on Sportsnet. So it's not confirmed, but it looks like it's, there's a good chance it's somewhere around that area. But sure. like you said, Drew, I mean, he's not going to play tomorrow against the Lightning, mm-hmm. and clearly they need him not only tomorrow, but against Carolina and Boston. So you just hope that it's not anything where he's going to miss a significant amount of time. But on this particular goal, if, if you know, we're good to go into the goal. Yeah, please. Like, again, like, you know, not singling Neil Pionk out here, but on this particular, like, look at, I think it was Lowry, Dave, that that um, shot the uh, pass to Barron, but it, was, it wasn't the best pass. And, and, it, and I don't know, even know if, remember if Barron got any of it, but then it came around and it was a, what was it? A, it was a three on two, I believe. Uh, I guess I could pull it up here, but. I remember watching it and and just Pionk, just the way he plays this, um, you know, just doesn't look like a confident defenseman to me. And Mark it, Stahl's not exactly, a, you know, Mark Stahl's a good bro. defenseman. Exactly. But it's not like, you know, Mark Stahl's a big body and he's coming through the middle, but it's not yeah. exactly like it's Ovechkin there. No. Uh, so just something that bothered me about the way Pionk played that. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, not the way you wanted to start the third period. You know, with all the talk about Pionk, and, and look, I mean... It's hard to believe that he's not injured. It looks like he's injured. I think we would all say, given what we watched, you know, and you know that he he's he, there's something that that's not right with him. You know, somebody needs to step in. I would argue at some point in time, and it's probably overdue, long overdue, and say, look, we appreciate what you're trying to do. We appreciate that you're you know you're 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 trying to gut it out and you're trying to you know, work through whatever it is, but this isn't beneficial to anybody. And yeah, but you know what though, Drew, I, I, you know what though, that's their own, that, sorry, that's on the coach then. If he's, well, that's if what he, I'm saying. Yeah, that's but I mean, saying. well, but you don't, you don't think they're paying attention, like, I don't know, like, like, it's, it's kind of like last year where like the justification for his down year was that he was injured. I'm like, well, then why'd you play him? Right. Like, sorry, why do you play him? Right. Don't play, I mean, I know. And we don't know the extent. That's the whole thing, right, Dave? Like the issue is like, is it, is it something that, you know. He, he's kind of off and on, or is this something that like he's literally playing through a, 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 an injury for the last few months? But, well, but you, you, I would just argue that if he's not playing well, he should be sitting. And honestly, you could argue that like Kyle Capabianco would have more of an impact just based on perfor- just based on performance at this point in time. And I know what his salary is, but, but at, some, at, at a point yeah, in time, you have to you have to take yeah. the salary out well, of the picture. Exactly. And Drew, it doesn't mean anything anyways anymore. Like, you know, I mean, obviously you still have to be cap compliant. I get that. But the no, reality no. is, yeah. I'm just yeah, saying exactly. that it, it doesn't, doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't make a difference. So you can you can have as many guys as you want on the roster, as, again, provided that you're still within the cap. Yeah. So Remember you can when Wade up. Redden was sent down to the Hartford Wolfpack making <laughs> yeah. whatever he six was? Million. Six million. Six million. 
But the point is that that's like, when you didn't. I, you have to go through recallable waivers. The, the <laughs> reality know. is, Capo Bianco showed that he can play. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not saying the guy is going to be you know a, a Bobby Orr, but I'm just saying that you could throw him in and maybe giving Pionk a night off here or there is going to look. All these guys are banged up. Everybody right. in the National Hockey League at this point of the year is banged, banged up. up. Everybody's yeah. dealing with some sort of injury of some sort. None of these guys get through a, a season unscathed. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not. It's not as if we're suggesting that. Oh, everybody else is healthy, and Neil Pionk's the only one who's not. But I mean, look, as he's not wrong, you look at that goal. Neil Pionk is caught literally in no man's land. Mm-hmm. He is in front of Connor Hellebuck. He's doing nobody any help because he doesn't prevent the puck. He doesn't prevent the man. He doesn't tie up the stick. He's literally in no man's land, and the puck gets by him past Connor Hellebuck. And now it's a 3 2 game, or yeah, 3 2 game, or no, 4 3? 4 3, sorry. 4 3 at that, that point. point. Yeah. And, and, it's it's just a it's an early goal that that really is deflating for a Jets team that has as we've talked about it, as the chats talked about has not, doesn't have a lot of confidence because you know right. how desperate they are for these for a win how yeah. desperate they are to kind of sw- flip the talk because everybody is aware right everybody in this in this chat is aware of what the Jets record has been of late so if the Jets could have had a clean win tonight if the Jets could have gone into Florida and you know you could say oh Florida played last night Florida played the Hawks it's like not even playing. But the fact is, Florida played last night. The Jets would have come out with a clean win. That changes the di- the dialogue. That changes the tenor of the of the conversation. But the fact that you quote held on for a four two or a, an overtime win, again, sorry, spoiler alert. The fact of the matter is that you you it loses the luster, right? It takes a little of the shine off of a win for a Jets team. And and so yeah, like I said, I don't like the way Pionk played this goal. And that's you know at least the second instance of that I could say. Uh, on this broadcast, yeah, uh, I would agree with that. It's, anyways, it, it, it's it's a talking point, but it's a talking point because it continues to be a justifiable talking point. You know, the Jets continue to trot out you know uh, a player who's not giving them good results and are surprised when he seems to consi- consistently not give them good results. Four three at this point in time, early in the third period, the Panthers complete the comeback at the six twenty four mark. Matthew Kachuk again, just an absolutely dominant effort for him. He also had a three point night. Uh, it's on the power play. Assist to Barkov and Montour. You know, again, it, it, it's Matthew Kachuk is a dangerous weapon in front of the net, and the Jets had no answers for him tonight. And he, as a result, he was able to tie up the game uh, at four, at uh, at fours. Uh, still early in the third period, lots of time left in the third period for uh, you know for either team to score again. When it was obvious that goal scoring wasn't a problem tonight for either team. Yeah, and you know f- we talked about how dangerous and how hard it is to cover Matthew Kachuk, especially on a four-on-three. Right, guys, this mm-hmm. is where Nemestikov was was off for I forget if it was hooking or interference or whatever, whatever it was, but he saved a goal there. Right? Yeah. Saved at least, Anthony, he, he saved at least three tonight, as he Yeah, did. and Anthony Duclair, I was telling Dave, like, Anthony Duclair, I realize has missed some games recently. Right. Um, missed most looked, of the season. Yeah, he's he's looked good. He looked good to me. I thought he was really noticeable out there. But, yeah, just a, a veteran play by Nemestikov. Like, you've got Duclair cutting across there. If he doesn't do that, I mean, Hellebuck's going, just he wouldn't have made the save, right? So it was one of those situations where, you know, he saved a goal, but then they scored right after. But... So when it's a four on three, you know, you just love Barkov puts the puck on the net. Hellebuck makes the save. Again, Kachuk just buries the rebound. So real simple goal. And that's what I love. The, the, the Panthers power play is it was really simplistic tonight and it, and it worked. So unfortunate that that was the tying goal because Nemesikov saved the goal mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, hooking Duclair. 
Um, but yeah, Kachuk was uh, on tonight, and like he is most most nights. Yeah, uh, you know exactly right. I mean, look, this Florida Panthers team. I mean, they have more. You know, you talk about underachieving teams and everything else. There's no question that they would be one of the most disappointing teams this season in the NHL with all their offensive firepower, with all the offensive talent they have, and you know they still have some pretty good players on the back end as well. They still some got some guy named Aaron Ekblad on their back end. He's a pretty good defenseman. Last time I checked, you know they shouldn't be missing the playoffs, uh, or they shouldn't be battling tooth and nail for a for a playoff spot. It was a curious decision to hire Paul Maurice when they did it in the off season, and then nothing about their season has become any less curious. Uh, uh, as well, a result. remember Andrew Burnett, like he Andrew Burnett, job. who's now with the Devils, right? Yeah. And we were talking about this in the summer when you know it was clear that Barry Trotz wasn't going to be the head coach of the Jets. We were saying, like, what about Andrew Burnett? I don't even know if he was available at that point. The Devils might have already. I think they might have. Up, no, I think the Jets might have had a conversation with him. Yeah, they might have. Uh, yeah, they might have. I, I you're, like ha- you're always. You're always having yeah. conversations. Yeah, Chevy loves conversations, conversations. But yeah, no. The phone, I, the phone I, I rings. I mean, you answer the phone. You have a conversation. Yes. Yeah. You order. You. You know. You order, order some lunch. You, you, yeah, you use the phone to order food. Yeah. 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 Lots of conversations. Yeah. Phones are phones are very useful tools. And, you know, the Jets get through unscathed. Now, before before, before before you jump through the whole unscathed third period, yeah, I was going to get I, to it. Go ahead. I was going to say, well, no, no, no. I, I don't know if you, this is the same observation that you had, Drew, but I said to Ez while we're watching, I said, are you not watching two teams, at least one team that's desperate to get to overtime and not lose this in regulation? Because with about eight minutes to go, it would seem clear. The, I, like A team would press if they smelled a little blood and thought yeah. they could take advantage. But I thought there were two teams that were just like, listen, I just want to get, we need, you need what a point. Happens. We need a point. We're not taking a chance here. Well, that's what happens. I mean, the, the three, you know, neither of these teams mind that unless you're going to put a, a tee it up for a team on, on a silver platter. Uh, you know, they're, they're content to get the, the, you know, make it a three point game because neither a team is going to face each other. Neither right. team is going to impact each other's playoff uh, positioning by having that third point and by not having a regulation time victory. And that's what happens in the NHL with the current point system. So that, you know, the, uh, you know the 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 bug is not a or what, what's the what's the the comment? Uh, the problem is not a bug; it's a feature, something like that. Or uh, you know, something. I'm, I'm torturing it a little bit. I have absolutely I have, no idea what you're talking about right well, now. Well, I'm saying that I think Drew Drew's writing code right now. I'm not writing code. There's a there's a saying. It's a meme. I think uh, something along the lines. Drew, of you're that. too old to me. Isn't that mem? No, yeah, it's, it's, mem. Yeah, it's also it's also Jif, I think. It's Jif and Mem, if I'm not mistaken. Grandma Mem. Uh, peanut yeah. butter. <laughs> uh in any event. Uh for all after. I'm gonna look up the quote. You should when, got when, me we there. To, when we go to break, I'm looking up the quote. So uh you guys will know what I'm talking about. We have to that. talk we about need... the OT gold group. I know I'm not getting there yet. I'm <laughs> saying it's a feature, not a bug. There you go, Julian Love. It's not a bug, it's a feature. There you go, folks. That's what the, the chat is again filling me in and helping me out as well. Thank you. Okay, Brad. let's go, Bill Gates. Let's get into this this goal here. Okay, so overtime back and forth. And now it's a different overtime uh, setup for the Jets because of course, no Josh Morrissey. And Morrissey obviously got uh Morrissey got a ton of uh three on three time normally, but without him, the Jets had to deploy a different look and a different unit. And the fact that the Jets managed to pull this off because there were some times there where it was getting real scrambly and there was a lot of space for those Panthers and Connor Hellebuck had to make a number of really big saves and Sam Reinhardt had to make... Hates the empty net. Sam Reinhardt hates empty nets. <laughs> he had to miss a wide open net. 
and ultimately it allows Mark Shifley uh, to get the game-winning goal with uh, 29 seconds to go, assist to Connor, assist to Nate Schmidt. Uh, it's a real nice pass by Connor to hit a streaking Shifley as he's cutting in front of Bobrovsky, and the initial save is made by Bobrovsky, but Shifley gathers up the rebound and is nice and patient and from a really difficult angle goes, uh, roofs it and gives the Jets a, a huge 5-4 victory. I thought the, you know, uh, I, I thought the celebration was almost a little bit muted, which I think is not a bad thing in this sense. Well, he, that- he almost, uh, you know, broke or or did Mar- Josh Morrissey almost had an injury when he jumped on him. So maybe he <laughs> he decided to. No, to the other way around. Shifley jumped on Morrissey. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The other way around. But uh, whatever it was, the Jets get the victory uh, on this overtime winner after it looked like they had snatched a victory out of the jaws of defeat. They snatch it back out of the jaws of defeat in the other way around. And it's a 5-4 win for the Jets. And as we talked about, they moved six points clear of the Calgary Flames. And Nashville's in action tonight. Right now, they're playing the Los Angeles Kings. And that, I believe, is still scoreless halfway through the first period. With a win, the Predators would move into a tie uh, with the Flames. And, of course, the Predators still have many games in hand on both the Jets and the Flames, as a Have you looked at who's playing forward for the Nashville Predators right now? Like you've got Luke Evangelista, I think, is on the the second line. Like, you know, I think he was a. He was literally with the. He was with the Admirals as he like two weeks ago. Yeah, but like you're against the Moose. It's wow, and I mean, they traded so many players, so you got to fill it in. You know, somehow Philip Tomasino's up there with the Predators, right? Good, good prospect for them from the 2019 draft. But I just wanted to throw in one thing about that overtime goal. Like, yeah, beautiful, you know, Shifley buries it, right? But I don't think it can be lost that Nate Schmidt was out there who was just a healthy scratch. I just wanted to get that in there because Pionk had a a good chance missing the net, uh, you know, 30 seconds or something before Shifley scored the OT winner. But just good for Schmidt. I thought, you know, one of the most popular guys in the dressing room, you know, gets in there and gets, uh, you know, gets an assist on on the game-winning goal. So I just thought... That was great for him personally. After one the one nothing LA. They just scored uh, seconds well, ago. So one nothing and, LA. And you know, look, it's also a milestone for Mark Shifley. I mean, he's got 38 goals, which matches his career high. He does it in, a, I think, about uh, 17 fewer games than he did in, uh, was it 18, 19 when he had 38, I think. So, I, I mean, look, Mark Shifley is, is still going to get 40, 43 goals as probably around 43 goals, 45 I think 44, goals. 44, actually, Dave. 44. Okay. I was gonna say 43 to 45. So as he goes in the middle, says 44, we'll see if 55 can get 44. But the fact is he's, he, you know, he's going to have a, a, an elite season when it comes to goal scoring and it's his best season ever. And I mean, look, if he gets, if he gets hot, maybe he scores 50, who knows? But the fact is this is exactly what the Jets needed. The Jets needed, we talked about it and the Jets didn't need this effort. The Jets didn't need to give up as many shots. They did. They yeah. didn't need to uh, pepper allow Connor Hellebuck to be peppered the way he did. But I will say that the what were the what was the final number drew when it comes to high danger chances for and against? Hang on, I don't have my natural stat trick open up uh, yet. Give me one second. Ooh, Here we sorry go. for throw- uh, high danger chances were 12 10 in the Jets' favor at five on okay. five. So there you go. So I'm sure Rick Bonus is going to say that even though they gave up a lot of shots, mm-hmm. that they were hat- they were okay sorry. with the no, shots. No, that, that was I was looking at different things. It was 10 8 high danger chances in the Panthers' favor. Sorry, I was okay. Well, that makes call. that makes a little more sense, but yeah. but the fact is that it's still fairly tight. So I would imagine Rick Bonus overall is going to be okay with it, but. You know, I think I think what it comes down to is that this Jet team is going to have to tighten things up 
And and one of the comments that I saw in the chat, and I, I tend to agree, is that will this force the Jets to play, you know, a little grittier and and you know, with with some if you're missing Adam Lowry, you're missing Josh Morrissey, you have to tighten things up and play, you know, look, they've they've played inspired hockey when they've had less guys as he right in the lineup. So maybe they'll that will continue tomorrow in Tampa, which is another critical game. If the Jets can win, they put themselves that much closer to, you know, back into third spot in the central and gives them some more breathing room on the teams that are chasing them. Yeah, look, a win is what the Jets needed. A win is what the Jets got. Can they replicate it tomorrow night in Tampa Bay where they step up in weight class against the juggernaut Lightning? Obviously, now the Jets injured with uh, uh, with uh, riddled with injuries. No Dubois, no Morrissey, no Lowry tomorrow. We're not sure about Tampa Bay and their status with Stephen Stamkos, but it'll be an interesting Well, they're not battle. likely, Drew. They're not, no. It's it's not likely. Uh, highly doubtful. I mean, uh, you yeah. know. No, it's just it, Drew. Okay, gotta, fine. Yeah, yes, fine, 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 fine. I don't fine, want someone fine. to say, hey, Drew on a legal curve said they're not playing, yeah. and Look, then they yeah. play. If, anybody, if anybody's watching this show and is taking my word at face value, that's on them. They should know better than that at this Drew, point in time. if we don't have trust for the audience, we have nothing. <laughs> I don't have well, to lecture. Reputation you, Drew, is everything, Drew. I know, I know. You're right. You're this is right. what I have to deal with, folks. And I have the worst this reputation of the with. three of us. So. Well, you know, you, I don't know about the worst, as you you bring you bring your own uh, you bring your own sort of no. special attributes. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. Like somebody, I, I don't Je know. Ne know somebody tweeted at us uh, earlier today, um, t- sending us a picture of an elephant showering with a hose by themselves, and said that was you as a bachelor. So somebody remembered it's that. True. So I thought yeah. that was really. I was an uh, elephant. Yeah. Yeah. Who sent that? See, right? look at what Spencey wants to do with you, Ezzy. He would do a trust fall with you. Wow. Somehow they I both, would love somehow they both end up Spencer. injured, just yeah. terribly, terribly injured. We we could have done it at Festival, but I'm I'm not sure where we would do the trust fall. I don't know if we would do it in Sage Creek by the hot tub. I'm just not sure, but I I do think we should do a trust fall at some point. Uh, maybe that should be. Maybe we will do a get together and just do trust falls. We won't actually talk about hockey. We'll just do trust falls for a while. I can't see that being a bad idea or anything going wrong there whatsoever. Just make sure our insurance is the IC insurance is up to date. There you go. Fair enough. When we come back, legal curve contests, the game recap already took 55 minutes. Uh, I guess we need to also pick a uh, Seagram's shot of the game. After the break, do do it after the break. We'll do it after the break. I'll get the fireball out of the the cabinet. There you go. As he's going to do some fireball shots. It's Spencey's birthday, or maybe it's not. We're not even sure. Spencey was Friday, I think. Oh, it was Friday? Okay. Look what Dom's saying. Let's just throw it because that's what what I just mentioned a few minutes ago in terms of maybe Rick Bonus is okay for the podcast, folks. Florida leads the league in 40 or more shots in a game 26 times. They shoot from everywhere. Shots were misleading tonight. I think Dom Zappia just had the shot of the game, to be honest with you. Yeah, Dom is saying Corsi Schmorsi. Oh, Dom's saying there. Dom's saying he's making some good points. Spencer's birthday was yesterday, as he so happy birthday, Spencer. Belated. Yes, happy belated birthday. Everybody stay with us. Much more to come, much more to come, including our usual share of shenanigans. That was the Betway game recap brought to you by our friends at Betway. Jay Berkowitz was at the game tonight. I thought I saw you cheering there, Jay. So good job oh, on boy, you, Jay. Uh, figuring uh, cheering for the Jets there in South Florida. Much more to come. Jay's doing better than we are, obviously, because we're in Winnipeg. So. And it's, Jay, live, Jay lives in Florida, as he. I, I'm pretty sure it's just That's the, what I'm the saying. Same, it's the same weather in oh. South Florida as it is outside right now, right? Isn't that uh, the things are good? Oh things are going fine. Pretty sure that's why Eric Dubois was happy to be uh, still still up with the Jets instead of with the Moose. Winnipeg's never-ending winter. 
two years in a row, the Jets have fled Winnipeg uh, right ahead of a snowstorm, right? Wasn't it last year? They also fled right before that snowstorm and the, when they canceled the Kraken game uh, that, that got rescheduled yeah, to the end of the that. year. Yeah. Point of it. yeah. There you go. All right. Break time. Break time. See you soon. It's the Illegal Curve Post Game Show. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about 5 bucks? Come on, $5? No way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code, Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. There's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. So wait a second. Wait a second. All, All the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G-R-Y-D Park. And use the code Illegal Curve. All one word. You'll park for free your first time. Hi, it's Drew from Illegal Curve here. Selling your home can be stressful, but it wasn't for me. Thanks to my friends at Zapia Group Realty, they made the process so easy. My home sold within 48 hours and with multiple offers. Zapia Group Realty took care of everything with their exquisite customer service and attention to detail. If you want to sell your home for more in less time, get started by talking to Frank and Mauro Zapia of Zapia Group Realty online at zapiagroup.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. 
from jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Bucks clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the illegal curve hockey show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. A little bit after 10 o'clock, welcome back to the Illegal Curve post-game show. Drew Mandel, Dave Manuka, Ezra Ginsberg with you. It's been a doubleheader of IC action today. In case you missed the Illegal Curve hockey show this morning, you can check out the instant replay of that or the podcast of that. And, of course, this podcast and this Illegal Curve post-game show is continuing on. And then, of course, tomorrow we'll do it all again with the Illegal Curve post-game show. Uh, more anything? More, more everything. everything. Especially if that everything is Best IC line ever related. 8.45 p.m., give or take, tomorrow. Uh, Seagram's shot of the game. Which goal do you think uh, you want to give the Seagram shot of the game to? As he's got this fireball. Well, you got to give it to Mark Shifley in the overtime, I think. Absolutely. I think that's fair and reasonable. As he's Ehlers, Ehlers was a close second, though. That was an, Even though I, I think you know you could say that Bobrovsky, the angle and everything like that, yeah. I thought it was a really smart – we didn't get too much into it, but just the way it came off of his stick and it was blocker side, right? Yeah. So I think we could have easily given it to Ehlers, but considering it was the OT winner, we got to give it to Shife. Okay. Lachaim, as he, I'll drink. So I have some wine, so I'll drink to that. So good job. It's the Seagram's shot of the game, Drew. It's not the huh. Seagram's sip of the game. Fair enough. I'll do a shot after. How about that? Seagram's doesn't make wine e- either. So I don't know what kind of trafe you're drinking there. Well, <laughs> whatever. Uh, it's all it's all I had handy, so I grabbed whatever I had handy. I'll need to get some more of our. I'll get need to. I drank all the fireball, so I need to get a little bit more fireball. And then, I'll uh, talk to our. I'll, I'll talk to our rep. We'll get some more. Thank you. Uh, in any Vile event, wine. big thanks to our friends at Seagrams for their sponsorship of the shot of the game. Uh, not a lot of post game comments coming from the Winnipeg Jets dressing room, as far as I've seen so far. Very rude of Mike and Ken to focus on writing their stories rather than just giving us tweets uh, that we can use to fill our time. But I guess I can accept it tonight and tonight only. Uh, nonetheless, let's do some contest, the Illegal Curve merchandise contest. Uh, the unique code word for the Illegal Curve merchandise contest, what you do is you go to the contest page. You can find the link to that in the drop-down arrow on YouTube or on our website, illegalcurve.com. You enter in the unique code. The more unique codes that you enter, the more tasks you complete, the more entries you're going to get, and the greater your chances are of winning Winnipeg Jets merchandise, courtesy of us here at Illegal Curve. Tonight's unique code, I don't think it needs any further explanation given his performance tonight. The unique code is Namesnikov. There you go. You get a three-point night. You're going to get the unique code word named after him it's probably a great honor for him i assume it sounds like dave just picked that unique code word about 20 minutes ago that's what it looks like i picked that i picked that unique code word because i needed to practice how to spell nemesnikov if he's going to keep scoring that many goals so i was like okay you know what everyone can learn how to spell it's not a bad thing so uh i sent you guys the screenshot mikey mcintyre who's in florida covering the trip he wrote when he was tweeting out the lines yesterday he wrote Nemestinkov, and I <laughs> sent him a text because I just thought that was the right thing to do from one, uh, I guess, quasi-journalist to another. Hey, you, you have a journalism finished, degree. You have a journalism degree. You I have finished. a degree, but I'm not a, a journalist per se like Mike is. I mean, Mike's a pro. Didn't I'm you just, finish uh, third in like the Canadian Journalism Awards or some no, no, nonsense no, no, no. like it that? Was, it was <laughs> – I worked at the Portage Daily Graphics, so I, I finished I, – I got third place for like a, the health story of the year – Amongst ah, it was community, a pretty, it was about a, community it was a newspapers, but the the best part of it was that Dave's Dave's uncle, Doctor Yossel Manuk, uh, was was who I quoted in the story because it was about a, a woman who needed a liver transplant, 
So, I mean, it was it all the credit goes to Dr. Yossel Manuk. Hey, you wrote the story. You finished in third place. Yeah, I put some words in in succession together. There yeah. you go. Congratulations to you. Don't Thank sell you. yourself. That was back sports. in two thousand, like two thousand ten or something. Yeah, it's all Long been downhill. Ago. It's all been downhill since yeah. then. But no, you know, no, no. that was well, a good peak. The, you know, the marriage and the kids. That's that got me back in the game. Yeah, that's true. I, I, we give the credit to the kids and to Naomi for that, though. You're just sort of hanging on for dear life more than anything on that front. But in any event, congratulations on your third place award. And Thank you. Congratulations to anybody. years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and congr- it's been a while. I, I, I meant to congratulate you. I've just been a little slacking on it. Uh, and congratulations to anyone who enters the unique code Nemesnikov into the contest page. You're going to be entered for a chance to win some great illegal curve merchandise. Yes, Rob, Will Smith did slap as you win uh when he accepted by the way anybody watch chris rock's uh special yet i gotta watch that i definitely i might watch it tonight actually i've seen it i've seen bits and pieces it's pretty good there you go so the the question is who's gonna slap jimmy kimmel tomorrow he unloads are the the oscars uh, tomorrow yeah jimmy kimmel i don't have to watch them we get we can do the post game show instead well who would watch that crap I wouldn't. I haven't seen him. I haven't. I mean, I assume Cocaine Bear is just going to win all the awards. I thought it was well, Cocaine thing, Cat. Drew, no, like Alan. They, yeah. Alan Lasko sent us. It's Cocaine Cat now. Yeah, I am aware what a what it's become, but I my Cocaine Bear T-shirt is still on order. So I soon, soon I'm going to be getting uh, modeling a Cocaine Bear T-shirt on these post game shows, and wow. I'm excited. Yeah, fancy. Look You're at me, fancy guy. Someone's doing well. I can park Very my car. Very topical, wherever. Drew. Very topical. Thank you. I can park if my the car topic wherever was, I want. If the topic was three months ago. Well, hey, you, you know, you guys thought it was a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, I didn't even know what it was a thing, to be honest with you. Yeah, Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a documentary as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and of course, the winner of the illegal curve merchandise contest for tonight's game, Dave M. I'm going to put the name on the screen. Why don't you do the honors? Sure. Can't remember Ron Kohler. There you go. I wonder if he's, uh, got uh, bathroom fixture money. Nothing. Nothing. Why does this is there a company called no, Kohler? Kohler, yeah, of course. Yeah, Kohler. Yeah. It's a oh, huge never, is it big? Is it a Manitoba company? No. No. But it's world you know, worldwide known bathroom uh, sinks never and, heard of it. and other things. What what do you say? I don't, I don't have I don't have uh, bath I don't have money for bathroom fixtures. I just you know, <laughs> as he just goes in the outside. Yeah, money exactly. I pee outside like a normal person. There you go. Exactly with the with the, your hose. Uh, there you go. Frosty Winnipeg Kohler is a is is massively big company. And Spencey is saying, "Look, Drew, I'm trying so hard. You guys got to give me something to work with. Come on, people. That was a good one. That wasn't bad. All you got to you know you got to have low expectations for me. That's about all I, all I can fulfill." is low expectations. In any event, congratulations to Ron Kohler, uh, the winner of the Illegal Curve merchandise contest for tonight's game. Dave M. will be in touch to get Ron his merchandise, and we'll do it all again tomorrow. And just after... a quick... Yes? Sorry, go ahead, Drew. Finish I was going to say we'll do it all again tomorrow on the Illegal Curve post game show after the Jets and the Lightning. And Stacy, who is from Pennsylvania, mentioned that Kohler Beer is from Erie, Pennsylvania, home of... Uh... Not Stacy. I don't think she's from Erie, but she's from somewhere in Pennsylvania, I believe. But um, no, well, I was Stacey, just going to say Stacy is from Pennsylvania. Yeah, no, she lives in I know. Erie. Yeah. I, oh, she. I didn't know she was from Erie. I just knew she was from Pennsylvania. 
No, she like pretty sure she lives in the Stacey area. Stacy is our ear I see Erie correspondent. Yeah, there we go. I, th- yeah. I think she has season tickets to the Erie Otters, if I'm not mistaken. But Stacy, yes, correct, correct, correct us. Yeah, you right. Stacy is a tough duck winner recently too. There you yes. go. Okay, Stacy's got her tough duck too. I was just gonna I've say got, I've got the comment coming, Drew. Just give me a few. Take seconds. your time. D- my Dave my gonna... sausage fingers aren't moving quick enough right Dave, now. Just... Dave M's got a Manuk Moose minute still to go before we can oh, wrap up this uh, marathon of, of of shows. Well, yeah, no, no. I, all I was gonna say is so for the all the winners, including Ron. Don't worry, your your gear. It, just so you know, people are asking me. They're worried. They're thinking their packages have been stolen, but I will email you or message you through Instagram or my, or on Twitter, just to let you know that your packages are on the way. So fear not if you haven't received your illegal curve merch yet or illegal. Your Dave, merch you're the from total illegal package. Curve. Thanks, Ezzy. That was good. Uh, Dave, do you let me cue it up for you and then you can oh, tell Drew, us what happened sorry, with the... Put on your antlers. It's time for the Manuk Moose Minute on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. This show was as long as the as the Saturday morning show was. I know, but if you think I was going to go and do a Manuk Moose Minute without having my intro music play, Look, I mean, come on. I'm Is just it amateur I'm hour just, at the Apollo? I'm just glad I don't have the, the Dave Dub diatribe music queued up yet. Oh, well, let me tell you. Do you want me to do the... Uh, no. I can do that if you want. No, you're sure? For, I'm fine. You can do it tomorrow. Okay. Well, I actually, I really, I'm going to be honest because that's what I am, Drew. I'm honest with the audience and I'm going to oh, tell them that the truth was... Dave. I, uh, I I did pay attention to the Moose game, but I wasn't able to, of course, follow it as closely as I would have liked. So I will have to go back and review the game more thoroughly after because, of course, I was paying attention so I could spend some time talking to you folks about the uh, – to you people about the uh, post-game show and what happened on tonight's Jets and Panthers game. So I did watch a little bit of the Moose game. I did have uh, some highlights up on AHL TV. I will say that Alex Limoges uh, tied the game twice for the Manitoba Moose, the leading scorer. I can tell you that Mick E. Moose was uh, in uh, Montreal at the birthday of Yupi because uh, the two teams are out of town. But the Moose uh, gave up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm with with you here. Did you just say Mickey Moose was in Montreal for Yupi's birthday? Ah, uh, boys, you know, it always disappoints me, eh? Do mascots go to other mascots? <laughs> Someone didn't pay attention to my little tweet earlier, or did, when did I posted... They, did, they, did they charter a plane for the, for the mascot to fly to another mascot? I need to know about the financial ramifications of this. Well, I mean, first of all, they don't concern you. I, like, I mean, are, 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 Drew, are, does the mascot like is the mascot dressed as the mascot on the plane, or do they just dress as a regular good question person? Is. I'm trying to figure out like are are Yuppie's parents paying for all these other mascots well, to come to the I, game? I, I do have a question, and are Yuppie's though, like, parents mascots too, or does he have human parents? <laughs> the other question would be if if Mickey Moose is on a plane from Winnipeg to Montreal and he's wearing the does he have to get the crowd pumped up on the plane? Like is he running cheers? Is he running back and forth between seats? Is he hitting the, the the glass the way he would at a game? These are all very good questions. Dave, it's almost Dave, like sorry, I have to do another shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like it's time to do a uh, an expose to find out what happened with that. But I mean, obviously, you guys missed the start of the game. That's why I, I saw it, and that's why I posted it because I thought it was rather humorous that uh, Mickey Moose went to Montreal for the birthday of UP, as well as about five other mascots. So, just so you know, Mickey Moose travels. I, I find this all to be completely wild. And, and Anyways, let's move non- on. It's actually, I'm actually glad that this occurred because yes. it's the only thing that, that makes less sense than this show is the fact well, that there was a mascot <laughs> birthday party. Yeah. That was Anyways, real. the Moose gave up a goal on the first shot of the game uh, to Iowa, 28 seconds into it. So it wasn't a good start. 
they they managed to counter strike um every time they gave up a goal well, for, for the first couple of opportunities i should say uh alex lamoche he had his 15th he's the leading scorer of the moose really nice play it's funny billy hainola doesn't get a a credit for it but it's one of those things that billy hainola that folks like about billy hainola makes a great stretch pass he gets it up to uh jance no to jeff Mollot, who touch passes it over to jansen harkins harkins finds Limoges, and Limoges makes it a uh one all game and then right after the moose had given up uh the 2-1 goal uh, Limoges again scores beautiful play by Jansen Harkins. He actually doesn't get an assist on this play, but he, he goes into the zone hard, gets, uh, gets a kind of creates some chaos, gets back to Gonke. Then who hits it off Jeff Mallott, who's right in front of the net. And then Alex Limoges finishes it off his 16th goal of the year. But at that point, uh, the uh, wild took a four, two lead into the, um, second or in the second, and then took a five, two lead when they won, when they, um, Finished it off with an empty netter, I believe. And so it was a 5-2 final for uh, for the Iowa Wild. First regulation loss for the Moose on this seven-game road trip. And uh, they'll have a rematch on Sunday, uh, I believe, tomorrow afternoon. There you go. Dave Adam with the Manuka Moose Minute. Concise, Woo! educational. And now please go do more research on the uh, mascot. Oh, I'm going to do an expose party. for illegalcurve.com, guys. I think that's the hard-hitting C-Mac, C-Mac, Hold on. C-Mac has the name of it already, so I don't even have to think about it. It's funny, too, Drew. Like, at, at mascot birthday parties, like, it's really tough for them to, like, to eat the cake and everything. So it ends mm. up just – there's, like, cake all over the – right? Because it's tough for them to get it in their mouths. Thanks. Thanks, Ed. This, this show is really – it's really has gone to the mascots. Um, I, I'm now just picturing Ezzy wearing a mascot head and trying to eat cake, and it's all downhill from the, from at that point in time. Drew, I don't need to put a mascot costume <laughs> yeah, on. I'm, Drew, I'm already not. a mascot. Somebody I'm said you look, mascot. Somebody said you look like you were dressed for uh, you know, to go to the to festival just like three weeks late, to, based on your fireball. Yeah, I got my scent flesh, Like, yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. Festival's over, but man, I would go all year long. You're willing to go. You're willing to go to the park there and just drink in the field. That's very reasonable of you. Yeah, I'm down to go to Fort Gibraltar anytime. Yeah. By the way, credit to Alan Drew when he, when I, we talked about our reputation, how it means I know. everything. He sent a picture. I saw it already. Uh, he's as reckless as you are with that damn uh, with the taking screenshots. Why did Alan have to bring that back? I wanted to forget that. That was that was, was that the Drew Mandela was experience. The cringiest of cringy moments. No, why did I wear that? You were in I New know. Orleans. Well, no, I wasn't broadcasting from New Orleans. No, but you just got back from New Orleans, and I guess you you brought that mask back. I guess maybe, I don't or maybe really that's something remember. you and Laura wear. Like, at, at, I'm not sure. Like, what's going on there? But <laughs> you know, you brought it out, Drew. Uh, forget it. We're done. That's oh, Matthew. It. Ma- by the way, Matthew, no, 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 Kuchuk, we got a tough duck winner here. I Matthew Kachuk. Did you read the quote from Matthew Kachuk? He he certainly liked what uh, what they did in the third period. Basically, no, said if it wasn't for Connor Hellebuck. The second half of the game, they did not have an answer for us. Other than their goalie kept them in it. By the way, I'm fairly certain he doesn't know who the Jets goalie is. Other than, <laughs> and honestly, he Bob was the Essenza. one that, uh, uh, yeah, and honestly, he was the one that got them to overtime too. We were able to push it and get those few, and we could have had a few more. Their goalie played really good, Matthew Kuchuk. Their goalie. Well, of, never mind. How, how disrespectful is it to call him their goalie? Well, he knows no, who their goalie is. Dude. I, 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 I'm telling you right now. I, I remember I've talked to so many players. And I'm I'm 99% convinced that they don't know who the goalie is. Uh, speaking of goalies, did you see which former Winnipeg Jets goalie was at the game uh, in Florida? Andre Pavlik. Mm. Andre Pavlik. Exactly oh, so right. the only reason I knew is because I someone said there was a Pavlik signing. Yeah, I signing. No, sorry. Andre Pavlik was apparently chatting <laughs> the with some Jets of the boys. Signed Pavlik. Yeah, he's back, baby. <laughs> they, they need an emergency goalie. 
Uh, but apparently he was in, uh, he was at the game in Florida tonight. And uh, as a result, he was chatting with some of his former teammates after the game as well. well he was an assistant coach with the Czech junior team. You guys remember that? I do yeah. remember that. Yes. Yeah. He was, that he was, was cool. in, uh, in uh, Newfoundland or where the Nova world Scotia, are? Halifax. Halifax. He, he was in Halifax, Newfoundland. Yeah, they're uh, exactly. They are different places and uh, spelled and pronounced differently, Dave. Just I know I record. landed in one of the one of the two. I would assume Halifax. Nope. You you've been to Newfoundland? Very briefly on my way back from England. England. What, what year was it well. that you had to take us that that the plane had to touch down for refueling exactly? No, it wasn't. I, well, just, no, it was the it was a, it was a chaotic route. Let's put it that way. Okay, you took the cheap flight. You took the milk run, did you? Uh, no, no, that was first class all the way, Drew. Come on. No, Drew, that was 2017 when I went from yes Minneapolis, <laughs> Chicago to Minneapolis to Duluth. No, sorry, but you were just, but no. as you were just Chicago trying to do it, to Chicago, Duluth. Duluth. Overnighted yeah. in Duluth in the airport. I slept on the floor of the Duluth airport <laughs> after I went to a random bar at 11 o'clock at night. That was an $1,800 flight, by the way, because Dave M and I were supposed to drive. But yeah. then we, you were also we, the only person in the airport. Yeah. The only person, no, there was the janitor as well. Uh, the janitor and you in, yeah. in the airport. It was uh, basically The Shining, is what that, that's basically what that was. If you've seen the movie The Shining, it was Jack yeah. Nicholson and, and the janitor. That, wow, Drew, we're going to be in the next. Uh, Sorry, next he was the janitor, the, the bartender. I don't know, whatever. Here's Ezzy. I get to see Ezzy and the janitor running around the the airport like <laughs> no beer, no beer, no TV. Make Ezzy something something. <laughs> to quote the Simpsons a little bit. There. Okay, tough duck. We're giving it. We're giving it to Dom Zappia here. Perfect. Yeah, in the we, private chat. It was we up sent, there earlier. It's yeah. Fine. So hopefully Dom's watching here. If not, I'll let him know next game. He might have turned yeah. to turned it off after we talked. started talking about the uh, mascot orgy. Yeah. But uh, Florida leads the league in forty or more shots <laughs> in a game. 20, 26 times they, they shoot from everywhere. Shots were misleading tonight. Dom, send me an email, Ezra at illegalcurve.com. We'll send you a tough duck, too. Look, I know why the three of us are here, but why are 158 of you still here? I, that's like, that's because what I really want to know. It's live access to our dementia, Drew. That's why. I love you all. I truly, truly do love you all for listening this to this. This is a safe space, Drew. It's safe. It Everybody's safe, safe here. It is a safe space. You folks are great. You are great this morning. You're great tonight. You'll be great again tomorrow night when we talk about the Jets and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Also great are all the sponsors of Illegal Curve who make the post-game show, the <laughs> Saturday show, and the website a possibility. Our friends at Spencer Rumors says Restaurant. it makes it this makes him more feel more normal. <laughs> Rumor our friends at Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club, Linden Market Dental Center, Zapia Group, Realty, Bethway, Tough Duck, Boston. Boston Pizza, Seagram's, Rolly's Transfer, Grid Park, and The Keg support these fine businesses because of their continued support of illegal curve hockey. We're doing it all again tomorrow night, 8.45, after the Jets and the Lightning. Stick to IllegalCurve.com for all your latest Winnipeg Jets news. In case you missed any of this show or this morning's show, the podcasts are available. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Smash the like button. Leave us feedback here, there, everywhere. Tell your friends the best place to be after each and every Winnipeg Jets game. And again, on Saturday mornings, is the Illegal Curve YouTube channel. For Dave Manuk, for Ezra Ginsberg, I'm your host, Drew Mandel. Thanks for joining us. This has been the Illegal Curve post-game show. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.